0: Hey, good morning everybody. Today's daf is Ksubus daf Lamit. Test we left off on the bottom of daf Lamit Chesam and We're going to begin again from Umar Abaye. About five lines from the end of the page. Today's here is is sponsored by Dr. David Landerer in honor of his wife and children and Li'Iloi Nishmas' his mother, Golda Ba'Simcha Allah Shalom. It is also sponsored by Seymour Gertz in memory of his father, Rabbi Yulei Ben Rabbi Eliezer Isaac Allah HaShalom, whose yard site is today. Uh, the Neshama and we thank all of the sponsors very, very much for these sponsorships. So what we're going to talk about today is first we're going to uh, raise a question that Ravah, or the, the Gemara is going to, uh, to raise a question that Ravah had raised, but, uh, but it's going to have three different interpretations of what exactly Ravah was asking. The words were, Yesh Beger Oain Beger Bakever. Does a woman become a Bogaris after she is dead? But what does that mean exactly? What does it mean to become a Bogaris after you're dead? So we're going to have three different versions of what that, that question is even about. Then the Gemara is going to talk about what if a woman, was Ma'anis, a woman, and then she had Arison after the onus happened. So by the time they're Omey Bedin, she's already in Arusa. Does the father still get the Canas payment in such a case now that she's no longer uh, fully under his uh, jurisdiction? Then the Mishnah on the bottom of Amid Aleph is going to talk about other payments. Up until now, we've been talking about Knas, but that's not the only thing one has to pay. If he's Maanis a woman, there are other, or if he's Mefate a woman, there are other payments as well. And the Mishnah is going to list three differences between Ones and Mefate. one of which is about how many different payments there are when uh, one is maanis versus when one is Mifata, a woman. Then uh, the Gemara is going to define the Tsar of onus because one of those payments that you pay for being maanis is Tsar. So what exactly is that Tsar and why doesn't that same Tsar apply to a Mifuta? And then on of the Gemara is going to discuss who can decide that the maanis or the Mefata doesn't marry the girl? Meaning the Torah says that one of the isha he's supposed to marry her, right? But who can say no? Thank you. Certainly the girl can say no. Thank you. Can the guy say no? Thank you. Can the girl's father say no? Thank you. Right? Who is allowed to uh, to to decide that it's not going to happen? And then the Gemara is going to discuss once the maanis has paid the knas how does that affect the ksuba? Now they get married, so is there a full ksuba? Is it ksuba's, ksubas Messiah? ksuba's Mona? no ksuba? at all, because he's already paid the knas for the onus of mafata. So let's begin again, five lines from the end of the page, on so Daflam Chesem Beis. says the Gemara Amr Abaye, Let's say a man is Ma'anis anara, anara and then the Nara dies before the father ever collected the money. So Pater, Shanem Ma'ar L'Avi, V'nasal L'Avi Anara, L'Avi Mesa. Torah says that he pays the knas to the Aviy Anara. Avianara means not Avi Mesa, if she's already dead, then the father does not collect the knas. Says the Gemara, Milsa to that which was so Pasha to Abaye, that if the Nara dies before the Ahmadabaddin, that the father doesn't get the kanas, Rava wasn't so sure about that because Rava raised the following Shaila. Now you'd expect the very next words to be that Rava raised the Shaila if the Nara dies after the, the onus happens before the Amadabaddin. Does the father get the kanas or not? No, Rava's gonna raise a more cryptic Shaila, and it's the third version of this Shaila that is actually the Mil to where Rava has a suffix about. So we're going to have to be patient until till we see how Milsa Bai mi the Rava. Daboy Rava. Rava is the following Shiloh related to. A mission that we're going to have in a few days from now. That if a uh, nara doesn't have a mother and she becomes a bogeres, so the uh, then the payment goes to her and not to her father. Meaning she became a bogeres before the mother so the guy was Ma'anis s nara. But by the time they actually get to bazedin, she's already a bogeres, and then she collects her own money. The father doesn't collect the money. So Rava wasn't sure what if instead of becoming a bogeres she dropped dead, and uh, by the time they have the mother together with the father because she's no longer there she would have been a Bogaris if only she were alive she would have already become a Bogaris yesh Begab oh ain Begab do we assume that she's considered as if she became a Bogaris while she was alive and therefore uh yesh Begab HaKever Dibna and the Havi she became a Bogaris and therefore the father doesn't get the Knaz payment she gets the Knas payment but she's dead so therefore it passes on to her son it goes to her child because he's the one that's Begur Bekever, or maybe Ain Begger Bekever, she never became a She died in Nara. So, forever she is a Nara. If a person dies young, you always think of, themself, of them as that young person. They never had an opportunity to become old. So, she died as a Nara, and she is a Nara forever. And therefore, the father is the one that's entitled to the Knesset. That's what the Gemara's first understanding of Ravas Shaila is. Yeshva Begger Bekever, Ain Begger Bekever is a question of whether her father or her son receives the Knesset payment says the Gemara, that can't be the shayla because you know what's impossible? It's impossible that she ever has a son. If she someone was Ma'anisar when she was a Nara and she died while she was a Nara, she could not have already had a child at that time. Because umi can a woman become pregnant when she's a Nara or when she's a Katana rather? Could she have a baby when she's a Nara? Rabbi says in the, the way Rashi understands that there are three women that are permitted to be a Mishamish meaning to to put something inside that absorbs the zera so that she will not become uh, pregnant. That's how Rashi and that they are, they are, these three women are the only ones that are permitted to be Mashamish B'Moch. No one else is allowed to use this form of birth control, which is going to uh, to, to, to make the zera unusable, it's going to make the zera um, it's ineffective. So the Rishodim all ask Rashi that uh, what, why should uh, it be usher for any woman to be Mishamish B'Moch? Women are not uh, and Hashchasa Zera. So a man is not allowed to be mar- but let the woman destroy the zara as soon as it enters her body. And furthermore, they uh, from the, from from Rashi, it sounds like that according to the Chachamim, it's also to be Mashamish mishpemoch even in these cases because shomer psalim hashem. As we're soon going to see, the Chacham disagree. The are going to say, Nah, everyone uh, should not be Mashamish mishpemoch shomer psalim hashem. Meaning, meaning the, 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 even these even the women who it's dangerous for are not allowed to be Mashamish mishpemoch because they have to trust that everything is going to be fine. Really, there's such a din that you're. You have to do something dangerous because of Shamar Pashima Hashem. We normally understand Sham Hashem means that uh, don't worry, it's not an isser to do this kind of dangerous thing because everybody does it in Kurdish as long as you just live your life normally, Kodesh Baruch Hu will protect you. But not that it's Usr to be extra cautious. So the way Rashi makes it sound like it's gonna be according to the Khammad, it's gonna be Usr to be extra cautious. And that's why a group of Rishonim all disagree with Rashi and they say that Shalish Nash and Ms. Moch doesn't mean they are permitted to be Mishami it means they are Yavos to be, mishpumoch, that because it is dangerous, they are obligated to be extra cautious, extra careful not to get pregnant. So either way, whether you say like Rashi, that there are three women that are mutter, or whether you say like uh, the other Rishonim, that there are three women that are mochuyiv to be Misham Mishpimoch, these are the three women. Ketana, Umehuberis, uminika A ketana, a pregnant woman, and a nursing woman. Why is it dangerous for each of these women to become pregnant? Ketana, Hashem Etasab If a ketana becomes pregnant, she's going to die. She can't handle the pregnancy See, she's too young. If a pregnant woman becomes pregnant, we have to be that uh, that there's going to be another pregnancy that develops uh, in with while she's already pregnant with this with this child, and that's going to push the the initial fetus out of the way, and it's going to ruin it's going to. Destroy the original uh, fetus. Now, the, uh, the Rishonim raised the question, the Ritva and others, that the Gemara says that, uh, that, that, uh, that a pregnant woman can't become pregnant the second time. So the Ritva says that uh, she can't, it, all that means is that she can't become pregnant with a Vlad, but she could become pregnant with, uh, with, with a Vlad Sheinu kayama, meaning she can't become pregnant with a viable fetus, but she could become pregnant enough to ruin the original pregnancy, and that's exactly what we're concerned about. And Menika, a nursing woman, is allowed to be Mashamish that we're afraid if a nursing woman becomes pregnant she's going to wean off the, the child that she already has from uh, her milk, and then the child is not going to be nourished. He's not going to be cared for. It's going to be dangerous for the existing for the existing child, right? That's one of the uh, questions in terms of uh, family planning and birth control. So, if there's uh, for some reason there's a, a, a the the existing child needs extra attention and needs to be cared for in a particular way where the pregnancy will threaten that. So then that's one of the hetereim because the existing child is priority number one in terms of uh, terms of taking care of the mitzvah puravu is not only having them; it's raising them also and making. And caring for them and feeding them and making sure that they're healthy as well. But anyway, over here it's like a very direct thing that she might be gomal as and then the child's not gonna be nourished. So basically katana, and what age is a katana that we that we're saying she's Mishamishbemoch so that she doesn't become pregnant? From the age of eleven to the age of twelve we can, if she's less than eleven years old. the yes okay, or more than twelve years old. Mishameshes kedar Then she doesn't have to be Mishamish pavoch. She could have tashmish in the normal normal way. Divrei mayor. That's where may shita. Because once she's past the age of twelve, there's uh, or before the age of twelve, she's not going to get pregnant anyway. After the age of twelve, the pregnancy is fine. She'll be healthy. The 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 say whether she's eleven years old, twelve years old, whether she's a Mubaris, whether she's a manika. Mishameshes kedar kavalechas. She could have normal tashmish. and. Uh, that, uh, that, it won't, that these chashashos won't uh, come to fruition Shomer watches over people who just live their lives in a simple straightforward kind of way the Maram Shif writes that means that she won't become pregnant not that that she won't die from the pregnancy because uh, it would turn out that if, if, the, if it was that she won't die from the pregnancy then the Gemara's Kasha falls by the wayside the Gemara's Halkasha is how could it be that a, nara, that a girl dies as a Nara and she already has a child, she can't get pregnant as a Katana. But if the Chacham hold, yeah, she'll get pregnant, and irachamu, that she'll live, then yeah, then it can be that she'll have a child. The Gemara's whole point was to ask that it's impossible for her to have a child. So means that she won't become pregnant at the age of, of 11. You could, you could assume that, that our Kronoschmark will have Rachmanos and won't make her pregnant. But bottom line is, you see from the brisa that there is no such Mitzios of a Katana becoming pregnant than a girl having a child when she is a Nara. So how could it be that Rav Shaila is, does the Yerusha go to her daughter, her, her, her son or does Yerusha go to, does the Knas go to her father? It's not, there is no son. It can't be that she had a son if she died when she was a Nara. the she Nara, maybe you're going to tell me no, no. She died when she was a Nara but she also became pregnant when she was a Nara. So the entire pregnancy was within that time period while she was a Nara after she's already passed the age of Katnus and that's why she was able to become pregnant. She she also gave birth when she was an Ara. So it says, that's impossible because a Beshit Yarchim Mikha Yalda, can a girl have an entire pregnancy last only six months? The entire time period from when she becomes an Ara until she becomes a Bukharis is only six months. So it's impossible for her to get pregnant and have a baby all while she is an Ara. That can't happen within a six month uh, time period. The shortest pregnancy that the Gemara assumes can happen is like six and a half months. I Meaning it can't happen within six months, it can happen in just over six months because the Gemara assumes that there's Yaledus lashiva and Yaledus Letitia and Yaledus lashiva is Yaledus L'mkutai in that if you have a seven-month pregnancy, it doesn't mean seven months, it means into the seventh month. But if you have a nine-month pregnancy, it's nine full months. For whatever the Matias is nowadays, that's what the Gemara assumes. So since you have this possibility of a six-plus-month pregnancy, yeah, but uh, the, the maximum amount of time between naris and Bagras is six months Dafka. It's not six months. It's not six plus months, so it's davka six mo- six months exactly. So well, it's still going. Um, it's it's, uh, it's six months exactly, not uh, not six plus months. So that's the. um the assumption that it's impossible for her to get pregnant while she's in Nara and have the baby while she's in Nara no no maybe when we say six months it means a minimum of six months between Naras and Bagras no it says that means maximum it does not mean minimum so now we have to say we have to come on to a second possibility of what exactly Rav was asking when he was asking he could not have been asking does the sun get the knas because there is no Son to get the Ella Hachi kamibaylei. What was asking was the following: a person is maani sanara, and uh, the girl dies, and then the father has a with the uh, rapist. And now the time comes that if uh, that if she would have been alive, she'd be a bogeres. Yesh Be'ger Be'kever av, meaning maybe she becomes a Be'geris Be'kever to the extent that the father isn't entitled to the kanas, because the K'naas uh, of a Bogaris goes to herself uh, even if the the actual uh, onus happened while she was a Nara so we hear that she became a Bogaris after she died the father loses his Zuchus in the kanas. and therefore not that the son is going to get it there is no son nobody will get it because she's the one that's entitled to it she's not here anymore nobody gets it Odilma Dilma ain't beggar or maybe we don't say that she becomes a Bogaris in the kever and therefore the father is still, still entitled to the Knast payment because she died in Nara so she remains in Nara forever for all eternity she's frozen as a Nara and therefore the father's entitled to the Knast payment or alternatively a third understanding of what Rava's uh, Shaila was Misa osa Bagris oh ain't not a question of, if she'd be alive today, she'd already be a Bulgaris. Maybe automatically, as soon as a girl dies as a Nara, at that moment she becomes a Bogaris, Meaning, Nara lasts until she moves on to the next stage in life. Next stage in life could either be uh, six months later when she becomes a Bulgaris or when she drops dead. And if she drops dead, she becomes a or right away. And therefore that, uh, that will be Mafkiya, the Zchus <laughs> of the Father. That's the milsa de pshita leila Abaye, mi bai bai Rava. Because Abaye wanted to know that if a guy is ma'aneis Nara and then she dies, does the father get the Kness? So now uh, Abai said, oh, Of course not, because the father is not entitled to the Kness. So the Gemara says, Yeah, Rava wasn't so sure about that, because Rava asked, Misa osa osa If she dies as a Nara, do we treat her like a Bogaris in that the father does not get the Kness, or do we still treat her like a Nara and the father does get the Kness? So that's the line where by the Rava. and what's the answer? Take with The Gemara leaves it unresolved. Okay, so now the Gemara. Discusses a man is ma'ani sinara, and uh, the uh, she, beca- she uh, and instead of becoming a bogeres or dying or something like that happening before the um, the Hamad b'din, she has erusin. So What if she had erusin before the hamadu So she's still a nara, but now she has a husband. So I'm like nara arusa. Well, does the pasuk say you give to the the payment to the father of a girl as long as she does? Doesn't have erusin. No, the pasuk just says that as long as she's still a nara, you pay the father. I don't care if she has erusin or not. So the timex says Rabbi back to Abaye, according to you, that if you're maanis a nara that doesn't have erusin, you pay uh, the the knas to the father, even if she subsequently has Erosin. Well, everyone seems to agree that if she has nesuah, well, everyone seems to agree that if she has then she gets the and the father does not get the Knast doesn't say that in the Pasuk either. It never says in the Pasuk that you give to the Aviyah Nara if she didn't have Nisuin, then you give to the Aviyah Nara. No, it says you just give to the Aviyah Nara. And yet everyone agrees that if she has Nisuin, then the father's no longer entitled to it. So I, I'm asking a reasonable question. Maybe if she has Arisen, the father's no longer no longer entitled to it. The Pasuk doesn't have to spell it all out. So it says, you cannot compare having Nisuin to having an Arisen. Hasam, if she has Nisuin, we know that a girl becoming above takes her out of the Rashus of the father, legabe everything, knasa, all the things, the rights that a father has in the daughter, unisu'in And similarly, if a girl has nisu'in, the father no longer has any rights for far the or any of the other rights in the daughter. So ma So just like we know the halacha is that if a girl becomes a bogeres, she's entitled to the knas because it's only only the father only gets the knas of a nara. So nisu'in the Nisu is the Atzma Nisu and is comparable to Bagrus, and that it totally is Motziya So therefore, just like if she becomes a bogeres the father doesn't get the Kanas. If she becomes a nisua the father doesn't get the Kanas, and that everyone agrees to. My Shaila is Ella Erisin Mika Mafki Mirushus of the The father, the, when it comes to Erisin, uh, it's it's uh, it's not or entirely from the of the father. Rasa because a nara hamurasa, it's true her husband plays a role, but her father still plays a role in the afaras nadarim the, uh, the only way she, you can have afaras nedarim for a nara hamurasa is if both her husband and the father are made for the nadarim So you see that she's not completely removed from rishul and therefore it still makes sense that even after she has eris in the knasa that the father should be entitled to the uh, to the to, to the to the knas. The of the gemara. Didn't have to bring the from the case of mepiron nedarah in all of dini mammonas ma'asiyadah Kidusha, If she gets divorced from from it's still it's still in the father's jurisdiction. All the dini mammonas still belong to the father. The Gemara didn't have to say Oh, because he has a chilek in that person darim. That's why she's still considered brishosavia. He has a lot of things in her. He still has all the Dine mammonas in her. That's why she's brishosavia. So the Ritva suggests that the Gemara is trying to say that It's so obvious that every uh, mammon related. Issue. She's still birushus avia, but uh, by uh, faris darm, she's not uh, she, even by faris Dharm She's not Legami outside of his Rishos. He still has a chilek in Rishos avia. So, uh, meaning the gemara is trying to highlight that even faris nedarim, but in chinami, the real point is that uh, that she that she's still in the father's jurisdiction for all of Dine Mamanis. Okay, so now the gemara, the, the we move on to the next mishnah. Up until this point, we've been talking about knas payments, but that's not the only thing one has to pay if he's ma- maanei or mafati a woman. Uh, a, a person who's mafata, a woman no sin has to make three payments. Vaonas where someone who's a woman has to make four payments. no the embarrassment that she suffers as a result of that Bia, Upegam, and the uh, decrease in her value if she were sold as a shivcha in the shuk now that she's no longer a besula. uknas and, and the knas payment of chamishim shekel kesev uh, you know, yishkel Kumara Basulos. most of the onus, the onus pays all three of those things and in addition to that he also has to pay for the tsar that was caused by that b'ya in addition to those three things and the gemara is going to talk about why a mefat, what is this tsar and why doesn't the mefata mef- mef- have that tsar, why is, doesn't a mefuta have that tsar Ma what is the whole difference between onus and mafata, so the mission is going to list three of them, but the first one is onus that the onus pays the tsar, the mafata does not pay the tsar. it's very solid, the Mishnah points out that line is extremely repetitive, we just said the, the whole first part of the Mishnah was that uh, mafata you pay three things and onus you pay four things, the same three that the mafata pays plus one more, and that's called tsar. so then you have to tell me again And the only difference between onus and mafata as far as payment is concerned is tsar. so it's it's very saying that uh, that it's being that you never paid tsar to Mufata, even if she actually had Tsar in, in the Bia. Meaning it, it, there, there are two things. First of all, that the stam is that the mafata doesn't have tsar; the onus does have tsar. But but what if the mafata says that the mafuta says I do have tsar? It caused me tsar. Well, however, we're going to define tsar. She says it caused me that uh, that pain. So that's what this line, the Mishnah is telling me no to. that a mafuta never receives a tsar a tsar payment for the uh, for the pitui. So her uh, onus no And then the second chiluk is haonus onus miyad. The onus pays the kanas right away, even before he marries her, because the apostle says uh, and only after that it says but a person's he only pays the the uh, the, the, the knas payment after he decides that he doesn't want to marry her now the word normally means when he divorces her but the Gemara is going to point out he's not married to her what does that mean when he divorces her We have to get married first so no it means when he decides that he's not going to marry her then he pays that Knas payment but if he marries her he does not pay it another chilek Ha'onas uh The the onus is forced uh, to to, uh, to remain with the woman, regardless whether she's a balas mum. Whether he doesn't want to marry her, doesn't matter. Hamafate imrutz lahotzi But the mafate, if he wants to divorce her, he's allowed to divorce her, and she can't uh, stop him from divorcing her. And similarly, if he doesn't want to marry her, he uh, he has the right to uh, to choose uh, not to, not to marry her. So kets ha'shos habatzito. What does it mean that the onus is shos habatzito? Afilu hichigeras regardless of how unattractive she is and how uninterested he is in marrying her he's got to marry her anyway what if he finds that uh, there's a dvar erva. She's a surah to him. She was mizana with someone else after they got married. Oh, she uh, Israel. Or maybe there's some sort of issue that she has that she's not allowed to marry a regular Jewish guy. So then e'en rasha But then he's not allowed to marry. Yisra isha isha There it has to be an isha ru'i It has to be a woman that halachically it's viable for him to, uh, to marry. So now, says Gavaret Tzar What exactly is this tsar that, uh, that she has at the Bia that he's paying her? T the question, what, what do you mean? It's poshwood. everyone knows that a, every woman has tsar when the basulum is, is removed, meaning the girl is a besula, so it's breaking the basulum. That's always going to cause uh, tsar. People, girls get sick from it sometimes. So what's it, say? What's it asking tsar the demise? So Tosas writes that because of the time tashmish, she doesn't feel that tsar of the bi'ila uh, immediately. She only feels that tsar afterwards, meaning afterwards she's sore and she's in pain. But at the time of tashmish, while it may not be perfectly uh, comfortable for her, she doesn't feel that in Tzar at the time of Tash, at the time of Tashmish, it's the after effects, and the after effects is considered to be a grum bialma because it doesn't happen in the moment. So, uh, so the Gemara wants to know. So, what is the real tsar? So, It's the fact that he was sir, so he threw her on the ground, and uh, to be manhandled like that is a tsar. So, al shiran So, if he threw her on the softest bed and uh, she she didn't uh, she she didn't hit the ground hard, he. Didn't Body slammer or something, so that that means that uh, there's not going to be any tsar. unless you say, yeah, he no If he was uh, gentle enough to put her down on a on a bed, then uh, then there wouldn't be no tsar. But Vatani, we have a brisa that tells us that Rabbi, shim ben rabbi Shimon, onas, tzar, tzar, that rabbi shim ben Yehuda holds the name Rabbi Shimon. That someone whose maanis tsar doesn't pay the tsar because anyway she's going to experience that tsar tachas bila. Amrulah um, and the said back to him, Bonoslam, no, she does have tsar because although she might feel that tsar anyway when she gets married, but uh, the, the, the level of tsar when she's being forced into it is much different than the level of tsar than when she's a willing p- participant. But you see from Rabbi Shimon when he says mm-hmm. that uh, it's not a tsar of Chavat al Gabekarka because you can't say sophilit with Chavat al Gabekarka. Meaning, this question, Pashtus of Chite uh, Machinami, is not going on the idea that. That uh, that that maybe uh, you know where are that maybe Chavatal Gabe Shira in Achinami Deputer. It's asking on the very basic idea, the definition of Tsar that we that that we suggested. We suggested that the definition of Tsar is al Gabe karka. This brysa makes it clear that that is not the definition of Tsar because the brysa says it's the kind of Tsar that she's going to feel anyway when she gets married. No husband is going to be al Gabe karka, so it's not an automatic Tsar that she's going to feel. So therefore, the Gemara says a second possibility of what the Tsar is. Of raglayim. It's the Tsar of uh, separating her legs at the time of the Bia. And we could prove that that's called a tzar from a Pasuk in Yecheskel, the Tsar from Apostkin Heskel, because the Pasik tells us that the Navi is being Bing Mokhiach uh, Khaliswell, Vatefaskiyas over. That uh, we, we we did have a dhazara but the expression that he uses is that we were a Mizana with Elohimacherum with other gods, and we did have a dhzara, like nisha Zona, that doesn't uh, that is not at all discriminating in terms of who she has Bia with even though it causes her tsar. So we're saying that even though it causes us tsar and causes us nothing but trouble to do avodah zara, we're open to every single of zara in the world. So now, now I understand what, what Rabbi Shimon says, that soful it's tar tachas b'ayla, because she's in a piece of layim, tachas b'ayla as well, and that tsar is shayich even by a So uh So, so there's no chi no of, of, uh, of paying the uh, tsar. The 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 uh, the struggle with the question: Why is so full of by the reason not to pay the Tsar? Meaning, uh, if a person is going to feel pain, you know, from doing a certain activity, let's say a person, uh, you know, is a boxer, right? So they get punched in the face all the time. So if I see them on the street, can I just go punch them in the face? Like, I don't know if it's So full, it's tzar in the ring anyway, you're about you're going to feel the tsar anyway. So, so what? They're going to feel the tzar anyway. You're causing them the tsar right now. So Pashas is like the Chacham Svi writes. Chacham Svi writes that the Tsar of Pisa raglayim only happens on the biur rishona. That after the biur rishona, it's not called tsar of of raglayim. So it's only going to happen once in her life. The fact that you're the one that did it to her, so you're the one that has to pay the tsar. It's not like just, oh, anyway, this is a person that suffers that kind of tsar all the time, so don't worry, there's no such Allah that just because someone suffers a certain kind of tsar all the time, that uh, that you're allowed to cause them that kind of tsar. So frankly, more but wait a second, if the tsar is peace of cray, miha ki then that same tsar should apply to mafuta. Sumravnach, baravua, to mafuta madavdom, sham khairu, she No by mafuta, she agreed to it. So even though it causes her tsar, it's like someone saying Here, tear tear my jacket and don't worry, you won't have to pay for it. Some mochal in advance, so you don't have to pay for it. So if the girl says that she's interested in having the Tashmish, even though she didn't verbalize that she's mochal on the Tsar, but by virtue of the fact that she was interested in the Tashmish, that tells me that she is mochal on the Tsar. So, wait, wait, that's not a good muscle. If I tell you you can tear this jacket, that's because I own this jacket. It belongs to me, but the Tsar payment goes to the father. How could she be mochal? That which belongs to the father. That uh, the women. That our Pikhals tell us that they don't feel tsar piece of when it's a mafuta. So therefore, only for whatever reason, only by an onus do you have the tsar of of But kachazin what do you mean? We see that a Mafuta is tsar of Pisakraglaim. So Marbay Amrli Aim says that Aim told me, it wasn't his biological mother, but the woman who raised him that the Tsar of Pisak Raglayim, it, it it exists by a Mafuta, but it's Khemay chamimi al Reshit It's like if you're a little cold and you go into a hot shower. So the, the first the heat of the of the water may may cause you a little discomfort at first, but ultimately it's a Hana'a. Ultimately, you, you get pleasure from the fact that you're, uh, you're, you're taking a hot shower. So that, that but when it comes to an, uh, a girl that's, that, 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 that's uh, an Anusa, there is no Hana'a. It's all uh, Tsar. Whereas it comes to a Mafuta, there may be a little bit of pain of of Raglayim, but that's just a hechitimtza to have the Hana'as Tashmish. Rava Amar, Amarli says that Ravchista's daughter told him that ki rivda kasilta. It's like when you're getting bloodletting, that apparently bloodletting was a very pleasurable experience, but the needle hurts a little bit on its way in. So that's the kind of tzar. It's not real sorry, Why is Rabbi talking about this with Basra Chista? Because it was his wife, right? And in each case where we talk about the, this one is talking with that, so it's obviously a family member of Papa Amar, Amar Bas Abasura. That Bas Abasura again, Papa's wife said, "Kinama it's like the Tsar of eating uh, coarse bread on the palate, where the hanaah of the Achila ultimately will overpower the Tsar. Meaning the point is that by a Mufuta, there is some level of Tsar, but it's not halachically defined as Tsar, because it's, it's, it's immediately overpowered by the hanaah that follows. Whereas by an onas the Tsar is the Tsar, and therefore you have to pay for that. <laughs> we then said in the Mishnah, that the onus, you pay the kanas right away and the mafata only when you divorce her. L'k'shiyotzi, ishtohi? What, is she his wife that he's divorcing her? He was Mafata the girl. He never was makadish the girl. So yichnos. it doesn't mean to say It means when he decides that he's not going to uh, to marry her. So only at that point does he pay the uh, does he pay the knas. It says that even more explicitly. It says no say Shalo yichnos, but that even though the only gives the knas payment yichnos, there it is explicitly when he decides not to marry her but the bush that he gives right away it has nothing to do with whether he marries her or not and then the bryson said that both the onus and the mefata both she and her father could say we're not interested in this shidduch that we're not interested in her getting married to this guy. Um, so Bishlam Mufuta, I understand very well the Mufuta, both she and her father have the right to say we don't want it. Because the pasuk says <laughs> that if the father refuses, I would only know that the father has the right to refuse. How do I know she has the right to refuse? That the Torah says a double lashon yima ein, so that tells me not only the father but she also has the right to refuse the marriage. When it comes to onas, I understand she can refuse the marriage because from the lashon of tihya it implies that she has to be. Interested. Interested in the marriage. how do I know that the father can refuse the shirdach if uh, with the man that was Ma'anis' daughter? It's a svar that the father could refuse the shirk, because if the man was not Ma'anis her, the father could refuse the shirk. She's a Nara, so the father has the right uh, to the to the shidduch, to take the shiddach or not to take the shiddach. Um, uh, uh, so so now that he's Ma'anis sir, you should be able to do Balkarcha of av. The shouldn't be discouraged, shouldn't have extra rights just because he was ma'anisir. So Rava Amar Rav says it's a Kalvachomer that the father can prevent the vad By a case of mefata, all you did, you didn't uh, do anything against the girl's will. You just went against the father's will. He wasn't interested in his daughter sleeping with this guy. So baini Beyn bainav yechol And yet both the girl and the father have the right to prevent the shidduch Ones shavrail dasa via vial an onus where you were where the man violated not only the father's will but also the girl's will because she wasn't interested in the bia lo so then for sure the father should have the right to prevent the shidduch from going through. Rav Rav didn't want to say like Abaye's answer of lo chote niska that it's all about the idea that we just don't want the chote to be niska we just don't want the uh, the sinner to uh, to benefit even to come because. Um, uh, the 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 fact that he's paying a kenas lav chotei makes it that he's not benefiting. Meaning the fact that he has to pay the kenas um, is enough to make it that the avera was not beneficial to him. That the avera caused him a loss. So you don't have to say that. Uh, so it could be that khinami he a certain elements. He has certain rights now that he's manis that he didn't have before. Namely to marry her Shalo uh, shelo to marry her against the father's objections. But overall, you know when you tally up, you know his gains and losses after being sir, the losses outweigh the gains the gains are that he's allowed to marry her without the father's permission but the losses are that he has to pay all these payments so uh, so it's not Chotin anyway so that's why Rava didn't want to say like Abaye's answer that, uh, that it's Chotin Iskar and that's why the father has the right of refusal of the Shinnach. why didn't Abaye want to say like Rava's answer that it's Kalvachomer Abaye didn't want to say like Rava that he learned from the Kalvachomer because he holds that there's a Pircha in the Kalvachomer even the mafata herself could, uh, could the, the guy himself, by mafata, the guy himself could say he doesn't want to marry her. So then, uh, if the, the the guy himself who took advantage of this girl could say he's not interested in marrying her, so it stands to reason that uh, all of the players, that all of the people involved, have the right to say they don't want the shidduch, the father, the girl, and the guy. But uh, onus, ti'ula mafata, but by a case of onus, where the guy can't say, I don't want this shidduch, I'm not interested, well, then you should have thought about that before you raped her. What do you mean that you don't want this? You have to. So then maybe the father doesn't have the right in that situation either. So you can't make a kal from from a fate to So totally different circumstances. So uh, so that's as far as ta'ones and the fat. Now the gemara says okay, but how does all of this affect a Right? Uh, if, uh, if, if when when a man is ma'ani woman, he's paying uh, the fifty shekel. So what if? So el they're going get married. Good, so now they're married and now what happens if he dies? What happens if they get divorced? Uh, what happens with the ksuba? So, Even though we said that an onus pays the knas to the father immediately after the onus, when he divorces her later, um, he doesn't have to pay the ksuba. We don't say that... Um, since the Kness went to the father and didn't go to her, so she's entitled to the Ksuba. Because the Kess of knas is in place of the Ksuba, and therefore the Chum were simply not masaki a ksuba to a girl who already, uh, the guy was her and she already therefore received the knas payment, or the father already received the Kness payment. There was never a Ksuba that was instituted for her. So ask the Gemara, kish yotzi, mi matzi What are you talking about when he divorces her? He's not allowed to divorce her. It's a shetan pasuk. L'yucha l'shalcha koli you're not allowed to divorce her. So the man is maanis girl losi You have to marry her, and you're never allowed to divorce her. So you mean So we have to say He ain't love klum. If she's toveya get, if she says, you know what, this marriage is not working out. Right? One could have predicted that the guy, in the marriage with the guy that was maanis, her might not work out. So if she says at a certain uh, certain point in time, you know what, this guy's a bad guy. I'm not, I'm not interested in staying married to him. So then ain't love klum? Then he doesn't have to pay the ksub at that point. But obviously he can't make the choice to divorce her, it has to be her choice to get a divorce. So Mace, and then the Gemara brings the Hemshech, the and if uh, the, the the guy dies after he marries her, so he also doesn't have to pay the Ksuba, because he already paid the knaas. No, she does get a Ksuba, um, even though he paid the a Ksuba's mana, she gets a Ksuba like, uh, like a Bu'ula, a Ksuba like an Almana. So what exactly is the machlokas between the Chum and Rabbi Yosef Rabbi Yehuda? So says why is it that the were misaking ksuba in general for all women, in order to make it more difficult for the husband to divorce uh, the wife, that he should have to think twice before he gets divorced because it's going to cost him a lot of money? But, <inaudible> but in the case of uh, the, a, a guy who's my a girl, so he can't divorce her anyway. You don't need to be misaking ksuba because of the whole purpose of takarnas ksuba. is take It's he can't be motivated. Her anyway, it's uh, he's got to stay married to her anyway. Rabbi Yosef Rabbi Yudhis says that we're massacring her because even though he can't divorce her, he'll, she'll, she'll, if he wants a divorce, he'll just drive her crazy until she says uh, that she wants a divorce. So, meaning he can't, he, he's not allowed to initiate the divorce, but he could be a terrible husband and he could be someone who's a very annoying person to live with until she, uh, she, she wants a divorce. So, he's going to think twice about doing that so that because he's going to have to he's going to have to pay a ksuba and we already saw that there's machlokas tonight back on Daf yudah manalif whether the ksuba minator or it's only midrabanan um uh, but uh, the uh over here we're talking about a buula the Xuba 's the ksuba only midrabanan that's why it's my time at takinu rabbanu ksuba the whole issue is about a Takhanas Chacham right? a Ksuba's Pesula might not be a takanas Kham, that might be a Dindar but it's also interesting that the Gemara raises this sevara that if you have a marriage where he can't be Magari Herbal Karcha anyway he's not allowed to to divorce Herbal Karcha so then the, the takanas Ksuba is not as important it's not as critical that they have a Ksuba so this is passing by the Ramah and Shulchanach a lot of people don't realize but it's, but it's a source of comfort for a lot of people when they discover it uh, the, uh, the, there is a halacha the Gemara is going to say a little later in the that it's usher for a couple to stay together without a ksuba. That if they don't have a ksuba, if uh, the ksuba is possible, they lost the ksuba or whatever, then I'll let to stay living in the same house together. So, uh, why is that? Because without a ksuba, it's going to be Kalabane of Lotzia. So, the Ramah writes, yeah, that was before Tekonus Rabbein, Kherim to But once Rabbein Gershom said that you're not be Magari Shanisha Bal anyway, so it's not really in the husband's control to just, you know. And the marriage, because it can't be Megari Shanisha anyway, a couple is allowed to live together without a ksuba. So, okay, we try not to. We try to make sure that they have a ksuba. But a lot of times you have like that. that a couple's living together without a ksuba. They, they realize, I remember uh, Talmud called me that he lost his uh, ksuba. Uh, can, can we write a new one? He said, no problem. We're, and uh, you have to write. The ksuba dirks of where they got married. They got married in Rockley, New Jersey. So I called up a friend of mine. I said, you got married in Rockley. I was at your wedding. Uh, can you check Rutsi Berkowitz's the division Tell me how he spelled Rockley, New Jersey, and the ksuba so I'll get right back to you uh, and then I didn't hear back from him for a while so I called him back and he said we can't find our ksuba, right? So, uh, so they don't have to feel guilty that they lost their ksuba so okay, the Ramah, you know, we rely on the Ramah in those uh, situations that if you can't be Magari Shubarak anyway, so then the whole din that you're not allowed to live together without a ksuba doesn't apply, okay? But some, uh, we'll pick up with Onus tomorrow.